And hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Trick or Treaters podcast. I'm your host Kyle and as always I'm joined by my wonderful co-host JR. It's been weeks since you've heard from us. I took a little week off. Uh, you know, everybody deserves a little break every now and then. Me and, JR, me and JR wanted to have a little week break, and uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, JR, how you been, buddy? Man, it is great as we're recording um, approximately uh, 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 11 o'clock Central Time. It's February 21st. We got done watching uh, some WWE wrestling, and we did take a week off. It was, you know, around the weekend of Valentine's Day, so... You know, I'm a guy who spent time with my wife and we did uh, tacos and stuff like that. But the one thing I was like, I miss Kyle. I need my Kyle time in my life. I need to be able to talk to my boy Kyle. So I'm glad to be back so we can talk about a wonderful movie and we have some special guests today. Yes, we do. And we, we have two special guests for you on this episode. And uh, without further ado, uh, our first special guest, one of my best friends, uh, one of my fellow uh, fellow podcast co-hosts, and uh, the amazing editor of our show, the, uh, Carmen Childers, finally makes an appearance on the episode. Carmen, how you doing today? Besides, uh, besides all your awesome the thirst traps you like to post on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> I am doing great. I'll have you know. You know, it's been a great day, but I will say this isn't the first time I've been on the podcast. Oh, you remember yeah, I did have right. a little interjection when y'all were that's shit right. talking The Walking Dead. So. <laughs> I had to hop in there to oh, correct yeah. y'all on some things. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> and you may have you, you may have heard the, the laugh in the background. Uh, of, uh, the <laughs> Yo, yo, there it is. There it is. Anybody who listens to the any of our network shows, uh, you definitely know that laugh from anywhere. It is uh, the Slashycast Podcast Network's resident sexy bitch, Jesse. <laughs> How are you doing today, buddy? Doing good. <laughs> Couldn't be better. I'm so happy to finally be on here. I've been wanting to do this forever. I'm excited. I'm 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 glad we finally got you. I am too. I'm literally like. Like you all just said, I mean, I have to have my Kyle time too. So I, I, it's <laughs> yep. been a while. It has been. It has been. It's I'm been starting great. to get a little jealous, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about my Kyle time? <laughs> like, yeah, I get to see you in person and like hold you in my loving arms and like, all this. But not enough. Oh, mm. man. But yeah, so yeah, uh, uh, we're all here together today. We're going to be talking about one of our favorite movies, uh, the 2009 uh, 
it, it didn't become more. It didn't become uh, like a cult a cult film. It has a game like a cult following until like uh, a couple years ago. Back in when it came out in two thousand nine, it was kind of a flop for a while. Uh, but we're gonna be talking about Jennifer's body, and I am excited to talk about that. But uh, before we get into that, we have a, a couple of news things to go over. Uh, for, for anyone who didn't know already, uh, Netflix announced that uh, there's gonna be a Wednesday Adams uh, live action t- uh, uh, series uh, coming out. I don't. They didn't say when, and they didn't say any of the cast, but they said it's gonna follow Wednesday Adams uh, as she's uh, a student at an academy, and uh, I. I Pretty excited about that as a big Wednesday Adams fan. I'm definitely going to have to uh, catch that. How about you, JR? You know, I definitely enjoyed the family of um, Adams Family movies when I was younger. Uh, Christina Ritchie had a very iconic role as Wednesday, as Wednesday Adams. So definitely intriguing. One of the things with that, with those type of films like, um, like Adams Family, Depending on how they do it, it can get kind of dark or kind of comedic. Um, so it's just a, it's a fine line, and it's tough because, in my opinion, just I haven't seen it in a while, but it is a very it is a very great film. So when you do anything that's based off of that, if you're not going to go full throttle, and I I give you like the best in my opinion, like the closest thing that we're seeing right now, like the Marvel movies and like WandaVision. like WandaVision for you know not spoilers, but. It, it does a lot of good justice to the Avengers, like, part of that. And if it does do something similar to that, it would be a huge letdown, for, especially for the fans of the Adams Family. And uh, how, how, how about you, Carmen? Do you, you got anything to say about that? I will say I really feel like you're underplaying just how excited you are for it. Um, <laughs> I may or may not be a huge Christina Ricci fan. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jesse? I I love. Um, I mean, I've always loved um, the Adams Family, and I think like when I think of those films, I think of like my childhood because it was always one of my favorite like sets of films to watch. Uh, so yeah, I didn't know that. That was I. That was like. Uh, what's the word? Like that was a big announcement just now for me because I didn't even hear that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really I'm here for it though. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm I, I'm hoping Christina Ricci will be involved. They haven't said who's going to be in it. I mean, come on, you can't have a Wednesday Adam show without her. She has to be in there at least somewhere. Maybe right. a cameo, or something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it is directed by Tim Burton, though. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you. His TV debut, too, as a director. That's interesting. I yep. Well, I know that I love anything Tim Burton. He does, oh, he, yeah. He could literally make a movie about shit, and I would be <laughs> completely there for it. I really would be. So Tim Burton could reboot the Emoji movie, and I would watch it. Just as yes. long as it's not Claymation, please. Please. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, uh, I'm sure that there's been some other things, but the, the, that was like the biggest thing I heard this week. So that's the only thing I really wanted to talk about because I know we're going to spend most of our time talking about how great this movie is. Uh, Let me just drop one thing. Uh, so one thing, Kyle. I'll go ahead. Go ahead, John. Um, and this isn't a big deal. It's just it's a trailer I dropped, and they dropped the trailer for Mortal Kombat. This oh week. yes, Mortal Kombat. And it releases on April 16th, and I had been, you know, waiting for a while because, like, you know, this movie's dropping soon, April 16th, 
And I was talking about it with some friends. All of a sudden, you saw it on Twitter, like, tomorrow, 9 o'clock, you know, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And when I saw the trailer, my jaw dropped. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. And I know it's yes. like a like a fantasy film, but when you yeah. see it, especially the you sent sent it to me, Kyle, the Red Band trailer, I was like, this is like a straight up horror film. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm oh excited for it. I like how they like even just by the trailer that we watched, like I love how they kept like some like snippets from the original, even though the original to me is like, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> But I mean, but I mean, you can definitely tell like they kind of like took pieces from that and like had the same story like kind of going. I'm really excited for it. Totally yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Same here. Yeah, I'm super stoked. It looks amazing. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'll, I'll definitely see it as soon as it drops. Uh, but, but before we get into the movie, uh, uh, I will say uh, this past weekend, this past uh, weekend, I, I did watch uh, Willie's Wonderland. I've been so stoked for that movie to come out, and I finally watched it, and I it, it lived up to its hype, in, in, in my opinion. It's been getting like mixed reviews on on uh, online. I see a lot of people hating it, and I see some people who who, who like it like I do. But if you go, I think like so like when I first saw the trailer, I went in. I just wanted a fun a fun hack and slash with, you know, Nicholas Cage doing Nicholas Cage things and killing animatronics. And that's what I got. And, and like, you know, if you go in watching the movie with that in mind, you don't go in thinking you're going to see some serious, you know, horror film, then, you know, you, you'll have a fun time. Were there any bees I, in this I, movie? I recommend checking it out. What else? Were there any bees in the movie? No. No, there was not, Carmen. That's that's my uh, entire gripe with with him is that one scene in the movie where he's got the like bucket of bees around his Wicker head. Wicker Man. <laughs> oh God! I know we mentioned it on our other podcast. Yeah, I, I made a slight dig. <laughs> yeah, and you hmm. immediately jumped on. You're like, "What do you have against him?" That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm a huge. Uh, I'm real big in Nicolas Cage, especially now that he's got this like resurgence in the horror. Uh, I've loved everything he's done so far. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, JR? Have you watched uh, Willie's Wonderland yet? Or are you planning Not on watching it? Um, I'm going to watch it because as soon as I saw the trailer you sent me, I was really excited about it because yeah. I do like a lot of films that Nicolas Cage does. I just haven't seen it yet because I have to find a little time for me because that's something my wife, she's not into horror movies. Yeah. So just to get her to watch like Halloween, the original was like a big deal. <laughs> I, I totally, no, I totally understand that because that's how it is with my partner. And it's, it's a challenge every day. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand. Yeah. And then also, I think like I have so much time because, you know, not just quick, like, you know, I work from home for the last year. So it's like, oh, I got so much time. And then the next thing you know, it's just like, oh, well, today's gone. I'll chew for tomorrow. And then eight yeah. months later, I'm still waiting to do whatever it was I was going to do eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know how that is. I, I've been uh, – it's not that I don't have time. It's just like I just – I'll say I'm going to do something, then I don't. And I'll be like, oh, I really need to do that. I really need to watch this, and then I don't. Like I, I've been trying to watch. I've been excited and wanted to watch this uh, this uh, Friday Thirteenth fan film that came out a few months back called Voorhees, and I still haven't watched it. And it, it came out like late, like early, like earlier last year. 
<laughs> yeah, I've got a bad habit of doing that. No, it's okay because no, it's totally cool. You, you can't beat this. I literally, it took me like three years to like w- sit down and watch. Well, one, I watched Us for the first time this past month. Yeah. I watched uh. Midsummer for the first time last week, Ooh. and I watched <laughs> I watched Get Out for the first time also last yeah. week. So, oh, I can't wait to I mean, hear I mean, what you thought of Midsummer. Like oh if no, you, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> if you want to know how much procrastinating I've been doing, all three of those have been in my watch list, and I still haven't watched them yet. <laughs> well, I recommend I recommend watching Get Out and Us. And Get Out and Us for sure. Jesse may may not like. It's summer. I don't know. No, it's just it just. I, 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 side note, it was just like beyond triggering for me, and yeah, it was just yeah. so. He, yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that. Like, I love Midsummer, but it's a movie I've only visited and watched one time in theaters. But we'll, yeah. we'll, I'll watch it again here soon because we'll be doing it on an episode. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, here in a couple months, but uh. That's definitely a movie that you want to make sure you're in a good mindset before you sit down and watch. Yeah, and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing too. I was gonna say is like with movies. Um, you know, I watch movies because Kyle's like, "Hey, Jar, you know, we're gonna watch these movies so we can progress." All right. So I have a specific mindset. Other than that, if if I'm not ready to sit down and watch a film between 90 minutes to you know two hours or longer, I just can't do it. Like I'd rather watch five thirty-minute episodes of a TV show than watch like one ninety-minute movie. I don't know. I'm I am really stupid that way. I, I can't explain it. But no. just, I feel like I ha- it's the concentration for having to sit still for all that time without being able to take a break. Absolutely, I understand that. Yeah. And and now we get to the part that I've been so excited about. Ever since I found out that Carmen loved this movie too and wanted to come on the podcast, we finally get to do this a live version of this. Oh no! All right, so without further ado, Carmen hit the trailer. Jennifer tells you to do. It's just that I like the same things that she likes. Hey, Jennifer. You look really pretty. Why don't you just come by my place? Well, this is random. This isn't really your house, is it? We can play mommy and daddy. No way. We always share your bed when we have slumber parties. Jennifer's evil. I know. No, I mean, she's actually evil. Not high school evil. Chip is looking really cute to me lately. How is he tasting these days? You are never a good friend. You could have anybody that you want. Hi, Chip. You're killing people. No, I'm killing boys. Are you scared? Thought you only murdered boys. I go both ways. I will finish you if I have to, okay? You can barely finish gym class.
All right, so we're talking about the 2009 film Jennifer's Body. It was directed by Karen Kasuma. It was written by Diablo Cody. It stars Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, Johnny Simmons, Adam Brody, and in a way, J.K. Simmons. He's in the movie as well as he just has a little cameo as a, as a teacher. And it was released on September 18th, 2009. It has a runtime of 102 minutes. It, and as just JR's favorite part, uh, it had a budget of 16 million and it made a box office of 31.6 million. Yeah, you know, in, in today's, that's about 24%, you know, increase in inflation from 2009 to, to currently today. So you're basically adding an additional 3 million on top of that. So 20 million today for the, um, how much the budget was, and then approximately seven million on top of the thirty-two. So basically, you know, it's twenty million today, and uh, excuse me, twenty million budget and forty million box office. Which I mean, it's okay. I mean, get got its money back and made you know a little bit of profit. But especially when you look at where Megan Fox was at the time, coming off the two Transformers films, I definitely think that they thought it was going to do a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, the, that was part of the problem with this movie. Like, uh, like uh, you know, Jr. said, it you know, it, it did okay, but ultimately, this movie was pretty much a flop, uh, a flop, and was for years. Like, people overlooked it, and I, I've said for years, this is this movie came out way before its time. Somebody said before in an article back in 2018 that if this movie had come out then, it would be a huge success. Absolutely. And, I definitely agree with that with that with that one. But uh, one of the you uh, if I can oh, go ahead, real quick. I mean, one of the things is with this film, and just as we're going through the background, this film was specifically, you know, the way it was advertised was, it. I mean, this is quite what it is. It's taking advantage of a of a schoolboy fetish of a sexy schoolgirl. You go through you go through the advertisements, you go through the publicity shots, the movie posters. And it's uh, Megan Fox and taking advantage of her sexuality as a she's um, approximately two years younger, two years older than me. So when this movie came out, she would have been around 23, I believe. So taking advantage of a 23 year old, you know, young female actress and her sexuality and, you know, portraying that and say, hey, we're going to get a bunch of teenage boys who think she's, you know, the most gorgeous woman alive. And put her in a skimpy outfit, and we're gonna, that's how we're gonna advertise it. I think there was even one of the posters that said, like, she loves boys, or she, or boys love her, or something like that. I mean, it says uh, she loves bad boys. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, I think that was the big issue is that as you were doing that, as your play came to one specific group, which was essentially teenage males, it wasn't gonna do where it, needs, it needed to be. And definitely, as as you're going through, I'm sure we go through the directors, there was a clash between what the director wanted and what the movie producers and movie studio wanted. I was just going to say that's a point that the directors actually brought up is just the clash that they had with the all-male marketing team who insisted that it should be pitched to the uh, younger male demographic. Yeah, I saw uh, when I was doing my research for uh, Diablo Cody actually said that she got a call from one of the people in marketing uh, whenever they they sent the first draft of this movie after that they filmed it. 
in, into it, uh, they had a huge fight because marketing basically told her that this movie is a movie made uh, like it, uh, this movie is a made for teenage boys who find Megan Fox hot. And this is not what you gave us. Yeah, and then I've got a, Diablo. Oh, go ahead. I've got a quote pulled up right now that says the marketing department wanted Megan to do live chat with amateur porn sites. Yep. And I was like, I'm begging you not to go to her with this idea. She will become so dispirited. Yep. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's what she, she, she talked about a lot too. And, uh, that's real sad though. Cause like, cause like it's because of the marketing is like one of the main reasons why this movie flopped because people went in the movie thinking it was something else the way it was marketed. And then it was not that this is actually just uh, like a, this actually just a great film that, uh, that actually shows uh, Diablo Cody said that this is uh, pretty much like uh, it pretty much tells it's a good story on how friendships with girls, even uh, from uh, back when they were younger, no matter how much they love each other can turn toxic when, when you get into stuff like your teenage years and, and adolescence and stuff like that. You know, interestingly enough, it kind of like this time period, I find it so interesting at like how much time can change in a matter of like 12 years. And I think this kind of reminds me, I don't know if anybody is really big, um, really big uh, Linda Blair fans or anything like that. But like this really reminds me of how Linda Blair was whenever she came off the exorcist. They started like putting her into like these very like expose roles and stuff like that. And she uh, got a lot of not so much hate, but I just know a lot of the stuff that she was doing didn't do very well either. And um, I don't know necessarily if it was Megan's choice or if it was just like maybe like just the she thought it was going to be a really big hit or something. But at the time, but uh, yeah, I just think time is so interesting. Like, because twelve years ago, everybody hated this film, and then like, what I just read something while before we got on that was talking about how last year they decided that this was a horror classic. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, it's really it's, interesting. It's pretty much become like a like a great film on feminism. It, yeah. In horror, and it's just developed this huge cult following, and it's all and and uh, Diablo Cody and, and the director said, and Megan Fox even said that they think it's because of in 2018 when the Me Too movement happened. Yeah, uh, this this movie started getting a lot of attention because I think they said it was on it was on a streaming site, and people started really watching it and watching it with a different eye after that happened. And, it, and, you know, and ultimately like, you know, the, the, uh, this is a great movie for that time because, uh, you know, this is basically like a, a group of guys take advantage of a girl and they don't care how she feels or anything about it for their own personal gain. And, right, and the, the, right. that's what the band does, does, uh, does with Jennifer. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I was gonna, for, for me, one thing that's thinking about it is during this time, in 2009 is that it really was up until the Me Too movement and you think about Harvey Weinstein is that this movie probably was essentially the way that Diablo Cody and was the director wanted to be a strong, a potentially a strong feminist film and that's what you know it sounds like they wanted and Hollywood just you know essentially shit all over it because because it made them uncomfortable because yeah, they knew yeah. Hollywood was a cesspool I mean and you yeah. look at essentially with Michael Bay and, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Transformers, but uh, Megan Fox is a teenage girl in Bad Boys 2, and when they portrayed her as a sexy bikini teen, 
and yeah. you know from from there i mean i remember another one i saw this was after the fact but after when she was in bad boys 2 she played a sexy granddaughter in the tv show two and a half men with the yeah. charlie sheen um and so it just kind of builds on that and for me looking at this film as right before we go through it i wonder now knowing that knowing now what we know what if this film like the whole concept was let's completely redo it like we're gonna do it again and we, and one of the ideas i had is like what if they chose like emma roberts and chloe morin's grace as two like as friends and it was based in college and took kind of a more serious approach and just called it like you know revenge or vengeance or something like that of, of something of that nature and i wonder how much more traction it would have it would get today by doing kind of more serious because even in the dialogue like i wonder uh, i don't know everything that diablo Cody says but there's one of the dogs i remember towards the end of end of it she says something like oh i thought you only killed boys and she goes no i go both ways and it's right. just like it's very like just the, the over sexualization of of both characters of yeah uh, especially obviously Megan Fox but even you get to point with the Amanda Seyfried um like I said there are things you saw in the advertisements and I guess I just wonder what if we if they did it again um like I said the, the whole same premise and everything just took a more serious approach and I wonder how it got in, as in that sense of like we're going after you know. You know, we want a strong feminist film going after uh, male predators. Yeah. Well, the uh, original plot that Diablo was talking about was a lot more serious. And she said she sat down and wanted to write a very serious, straightforward horror movie. And then she found her humor just kept slipping in naturally. And yeah. at a certain point, she's like, well, I mean, this is going to have to end up being a horror comedy. And like, I'm already passionate about feminism like i'm gonna work that in here to work in some of my experiences in life so the yeah. whole film just kind of completely changed mid-course yeah and and she said that there are a lot of scenes that seem like they're catered toward like you know that that audience of what the marketing team wanted and that's because they pretty much had to because they they didn't want to accept what she was doing so that they threw in some little small things here and there like the whole the whole scene of uh, where Jennifer's in the lake and you know she's swimming naked, so that was thrown in there just for that. But making fun right. of actually what actually naked she was wearing a a, a flesh color, a colored uh, suit and everything. Right. It, it it's funny that Jared mentioned Emma Stone earlier because she was actually considered for the role of me. Yeah, I was gonna mention that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and like the the, the whole the, the name of the movie Jennifer's Body it comes from Courtney Love's band Hole. It's a song from Hole. Ah, uh, I love her. Sorry, yeah. that's a whole other story. Just you said Courtney Love, and I instantly like grasped yeah. my well, attention. Well, she hates this movie. <laughs> she went on record. She uh released okay. some statement right after the movie was released, and basically said, "Well, that was a waste of my time." <laughs> That sounds about right. It's like a waste of my time in song title or something like that. So. Oh wow. About right. Yeah, that sounds like something she'd say. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Oh. There's actually like a in twenty like I said this movie had like this got this massive following in 2018. There's actually an unofficial musical that yes that that someone made. I was going to bring that up. 
Yeah. I'm so here for that. I'm here for it. Yeah. There's also a tie-in graphic novel as well that mm-hmm. I, uh, I I need to find and, and read because I, I, you know, I'd definitely be interested in that because apparently it follows more along of – it shows more about her victims and stuff. Yeah, it's not completely right. canon, but it does tie into the backstories of the characters. Yeah. Uh, originally, before Megan Fox got this role, uh, Blake Lively was was going to take the role, but she had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts with Gossip Girl. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I feel this would – I wonder how different this would be if it would have been Blake Lively instead of Megan Fox. Like, I also just can't see anyone but Megan Fox playing Jennifer Shea. No, I, I just – because I, I don't know. Whenever I – I don't know because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, you just like really that. couldn't. Yeah. Um, and, uh, funny thing with uh, Jennifer's name, her her last name Check. So, they Diablo Cody when she was writing the script and and uh, uh, like when she she'd write the character's name and then she'd put Check by their name it, until she come up with a last name for them and then she just never did with Jennifer and she just kept it in the script and they just went with it. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. Great. I love that. Now I was thinking about you said Blake Lively and I looked it up. The three films I remember her from is both Sisters of Charlie and France because I had to watch it with my wife. Both of them. Sure, Jr. Favorite... Sure. <laughs> I will you say actually that really like it. I, I will say that I'm a massive American Ferrara fan. I thought that woman is still and her, is gorgeous, and my wife knows how much I love American Ferrara. Um, but also is the Green Lantern with with um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And so basically, in 2008, she did a sequel of Sister Traveling Pants. In 2011, she did Green Lantern. So this would be right in the middle. And I remember, like, in the Sister, she was, I feel like she was kind of like a, almost like a ditzy teen blonde character. So to go from that to being like the way Jeff Lawrence was, it would have been a completely different character. Like, I don't see her being in that type of, um, I mean, over sexualized comedic killer. Yeah, it would have okay. been it yeah. would have been odd. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is I saw Amanda Seyfried and uh, uh, Megan Fox have both said that this is their favorite movie in their catalog that that they've done. And uh, what I like about the fact that they're they're co-stars here. So uh, Amanda Seyfried, she originally auditioned for the role of Michaela in Transformers, but Megan Fox got it. Yeah, yeah, didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I love that. Yep. And uh, yeah, so, so the, there's just some little interesting things before we got into the movie. But you so, know what? I couldn't even see I couldn't even see Amanda Seyfried in that doing yeah, that role right. at all. It would just like, be odd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would just. Yeah. I don't know. You know, what's crazy is if she would have done Transformers. She may not have done Mamma Mia. That's true. <gasps> they came around the same. It's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into it then. Uh, so we open up and we see Jennifer is at home and is at home and she's in her bed and you can just tell there's something there's something up with her. She just looks she looks like she's just been through hell, honestly, sitting on the bed and uh, she's kind of just looking at the TV and and we we see in the background we see Needy who's played by Amanda Seyfried. Uh, looking through the window at her, and then we hear her do her famous voiceover. She says, "Hell is a teenage girl," 
so after the little after the the awesome tagline of you know hell is a teenage girl uh needy takes us to present time and we see she's she's in an institution and she's talking about he's she's going over and she's talking about how famous she is and we see her and you know she's getting all these letters and stuff people are writing to her and everything and then she even says that uh that uh she's a kicker and it's even written on her file and we and it shows her file and it says kicker and everything we see her over in, in, in the institution and she's over by the window and one of the workers comes up and talks to her and then she ends up just kicking her <laughs> across the across the table and stuff and gets in this huge fight and then she ends up putting herself in solitary and stuff. And while she's in solitary, she ends up taking us back to, to the past and we end up seeing where her and Jennifer, Jennifer obviously played by Megan Fox, are uh, our two best friends uh, and th- they live in a place called Devil's Kettle. And it's th- uh, that place is named after a waterfall that goes into a seemingly endless hole. And uh, this actually is a real place. It, it is, it is, it's located in Judge Magny State Park in Minnesota. And, and the water come, that comes from the waterfall uh, does disappear into this glacial pothole. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking road trip. I know, right? That's what I'm thinking. It's Jennifer's body uh, filming locations road trip. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. And, and so this, you know, is Jen- where, this is where the bar spontaneously combusts. <laughs> <laughs> so Needy's real name is Anita uh, Sneaky, but they call her Needy. And, uh, her and Jennifer are, you know, the, the, their best friends. Uh, and they've been best friends since they were kids. Or as Needy says, uh, sandbox love uh, never dies. And the, the spot. And what's weird though about them being friends is that they have two different social statuses in school. Jennifer's the hot, popular cheerleader, and Needy's just the less popular, lot like geeky kid. But I mean, come on, it's fantasy freak. Are we really yeah. supposed to sit here and believe that this woman isn't attractive? It's the classic trope of girl doesn't wear makeup and pulls her hair back, and then all of a sudden she's just plain old Jane. It's like from uh, it's like from not another, it's like from not another teen movie where the, they're like, oh my god, she's got a ponytail and glasses. Oh my gosh, that is funny. <laughs> and uh. Oh. We see, you know, Jennifer. Uh, she, uh, she's 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 on flags. Uh, she's on the flag team, and she's color doing guard. that in the gym. Yeah, color guard. Yes, thank you, thank you, Carmen. Thank you. She's doing the color guard, and Needy's sitting on the bleachers, and she's talking over, talking about their friendship. And you see Needy just kind of uh, looking at her, and she's waving at her. And then one of the funny, funniest parts. This is one girl. I forgot her name, but she says she has some of the best lines in the movie. She just like looks at her and she goes, "Oh my god, you guys are totally lesbian, gay." <laughs> Which is a good point though, because that seemingly throwaway line, yeah, was actually there very intentionally because uh, Diablo Cody went on record and said that basically one of the subplots she wanted in the movie is the fact that Les Nikki is actually on some level in love with Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can kind of tell that like, like, there's no like subtext or anything, but like, you can definitely tell. Uh, there's the, some uh, tension. Yeah. And even when she's like, yeah, at the, uh, whenever they're at the show before the band starts playing, uh, Dee Dee grabs Jennifer's hand 
and she's holding her hand and she's, you see her look at her and she just gives her that, that look that you can just tell, that, you know, this girl's definitely in love with this one. Right. But yeah, you know, she says that and then uh, Needy just says, uh, 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 no, she's just her best friend. And then, and then we get that whole sandbox love never dies line. So then we get and we cut and we see Jennifer, we see Needy uh, is at her locker and uh, Jennifer walks up to her and <laughs> they have these these awesome quirky exchanges between each other. This is like one of my favorite parts about the movie is the dialogue is, is great. There's so many quotable lines in this movie. I've always called this movie Demonic Mean Girls. <laughs> and the fact that it's one of those where there's so many like weird, quirky quips that they throw out. I quote both of those movies at least three or four times a week. Just, Same. Oh, yeah. Not even thinking about it. It'll just come yep. out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess we're quoting Jennifer's body today. Yep. And uh, uh, Jennifer tells me that they're going to go – that uh, asked her what she's doing tonight and said that they're going to go to a show. And at first, Needy says she can't go. And it's awesome. And we saw this beforehand. Uh, this is kind of like a uh, – I don't know if it was a – an intentional or just a, a funny coincidental line that seems to be like a Mean Girls reference because uh, Needy says uh, she can't go. And for those who don't know, you know Amanda Seyfried was in Mean Girls. And uh, uh, Jennifer says, oh, boo, Ooh, cross out. out Needy. <laughs> <laughs> but, what I, I love it. before this is the, <laughs> just the phrases that they use yeah. to describe. <laughs> like, I just puts up bad just still just hey, 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 extra salty <laughs> yeah yeah she uh, uh dad needy uh uh finally you know says okay well uh well, well who's playing and uh jennifer says you know just this band she saw on myspace this is 2009 myspace mm-hmm. was was a thing that existed for those who who didn't know about myspace <laughs> so full disclosure just for scientific purposes I let my 13-year-old nephew watch this movie with me to kind of, like, relive my first time watching it. Because, of course, you know, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, you know, Megan Fox is in this. She's hot. I'll watch it. Yeah. And then as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, like, yeah, this is Mean Girls. This is hilarious. Like, this is great. I just wanted to see his reaction watching it. And when they said MySpace, his face just kind of, like, crunched up. (laughs) And he looked over at me. I was like, it's – Long story. <laughs> Long story. It oh existed way before Facebook this. was so much cooler. It needs to come this. back. I will say this. When I had got MySpace in 2005 between my junior, junior senior year in, in high school, and in my sophomore year in college, I still had MySpace. Because like, I I think everybody has MySpace until up around this time. Because I, uh, I think I got Facebook around 2010. But it's because of MySpace is why I started dating my wife. Oh wow! Oh, I so love that. I was one of those inter- yeah. So I was cool. one of those like I guess you could say internet couples, but she will say she will say I'll say this right now. She's in the next room. She will say it's because I was talking to her. No, she was thirsty for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> she was going to try to buy me to Keep telling yourself God. that, buddy. Oh, so, so so you're saying that your wife told her friends that you were extra salty? Yes, probably <laughs> whatever that means. I'm not hip with the lingo. Like you guys, but um, but yeah, no, legit. Like she hit hit me up on MySpace, you know, because you could, you know, you know, DM people or I don't know what it was called back then, message them. She was, like, she was asking me like, hey, 
you know, I had met her. Uh, this now we're going off way off topic. I had met her because I was trying to date her friend, and so <laughs> that's, like, how, it that's always how we goes. met. <laughs> that's how it met. That's how we met. <laughs> so then she started. She started messaging me like, "Hey, you go to the club or go this or that," or and I didn't do that stuff. And then finally, like I, you know, we we just kept messaging, and that's how we ended up getting on a date. Oh wow! Then, you know, Love that. So, that's um, great. Was she in your top eight, Jr.? Eventually, <laughs> yeah, she was in my top eight yeah, with Tom. Love it. Her and Tom. Her and Tom were in my top two. That's great. And for those who Tom was like the creator of of MySpace before. Yeah. Did they end up selling to a? Did they sell to Fox and Rupert Murdoch? Uh, they sold to Justin, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Oh, then they went to hell and I don't even know what's. Yeah. What's now there is there is a new site. I forgot what the name of it is. There is a new site that you can now log in and make an account on. Uh, that someone made that is an exact replica of old MySpace to a T. Oh my well, gosh! What? I, yeah, I've honestly I, thought I about know. about making an account and revisiting it. <laughs> I would hope that people listening to us are like as old as us to know about MySpace. But the thing about MySpace that made it cool was one, it was you know kind of the first of its kind where you actually could talk to your friends directly, and not go through like some private chat or email. Yeah, and then you could decorate your page by Dude, having you know it was your MySpace. You could put like different. Like I had wrestling backgrounds and sports backgrounds, and then you I could have like a playlist. So much time yes. decorating. Yes, Decor- and finding the right intro yeah. song, like yeah. finding that right yes. song to hit play. Oh my it, gosh, yeah. And go and basically learning amateur coding to 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 make everything work. And the best part yes. is you always got to keep your friends in check to say, hey, you need to know your place, buddy, because you're currently behind Josh and Steve. <laughs> And you're in, oh, yeah. you're a third you, place friend right now. Yeah. Another thing about about MySpace, um, God, it's so fun. Rate my professors for people. It had its own right. Rate my professors, like yeah. on MySpace. And so, um, but I no, I don't know all my songs, but I know for a fact that at one point, I think after I graduated high school, I know I had Nickelback, Photograph, and I know I had Eve Six. Uh, what's that song by Eve Six? Here's to the oh, night. Yeah, I I know for a fact I have both those songs. I may even have a vitamin C graduation song on there, too. I love that. Do you know what? my? I can remember the last song I had on my MySpace. It's so embarrassing. I can't believe I even have it on there. Oh. I had it on there. I had – if y'all have y'all ever seen that movie Too Wong Fu with Patrick Swayze? Oh, yeah. It, okay. Right. Okay. So I had – like as soon as you clicked on the page, it done that. And where is the body? And I swear it was that salt and pepper song, and I – it was just <laughs> – this is so embarrassing. So I embarrassing. Think my, I, I think can, mine was Boulevard of Broken Dreams for like the longest what? time. Wow. I love that. I, I was about to bet money that it was a Linkin Park song. Oh, of course. Yeah. It, it always <laughs> went back to Linkin Park. But. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, Car- Carmen's the biggest Linkin Park fan I know. No, I, I would drive people insane because no matter what, I would always have Linkin Park as my number one friend on MySpace. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> My my co-host Kirby, which he's my cousin too, but like he is like that's how he is. He's like a oh my god, Lincoln Park is his everything. He had he mourned like when I tell you oh my god I love it. Like when he whenever their lead singer passed away, like he literally when I say mourned, I mean like he was in mourning for like yep. a good solid like month. It was yeah, so bad. Yeah, I actually worked his memorial that they had in Las really? Vegas yeah. with some of his other band members. I've got his uh. Wow. I mean, I'm covered in Lincoln Park tattoos. Yeah. So I've got Chester's autograph on my. Oh leg. my god, that's so cool! I have to tell Kirby about this. Oh my god, that's yeah. so exciting. 
just for mm. the people listening, hit songs of uh, 2009 where this film was released was Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas, Poker Face uh, by Lady Gaga, yes. Just Dance by Lady Gaga, yes. I Got Feeling by uh, by Black Eyed Peas. No. And love, love Story, Love Story, Taylor Swift. So no. that actually goes one, two, three, four, five. So number five, Taylor Swift, Black Eyed Peas coming in number four, Lady Gaga, number three, and number two, Poker Face, and then number one, Boom Boom Pow by, by wow. Black Eyed Peas. Okay, well, only two of out of the five of those are good. And both <laughs> of them are by the same artist. <laughs> So those are the that was the Billboard uh, hit 100 top five songs of 2009. Just as we're on the topic of MySpace and stuff, I thought that would be interesting to throw it out. Yeah. yeah well, but to finish off the topic of MySpace, uh, for those for those uh, listening, uh, so, so me and uh, me and Carmen, uh, Carmen still is. Uh, I'm not as much now. We used to be heavily involved in the music community, and MySpace was. The ultimate thing for, for for bands, promoters, and everything. I can't tell you how many times I message bands to get to play shows. I'm sure Carmen uh, 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 book shows with his band uh, through MySpace. It was it's literally the ultimate musicians tool back in the day. I can't tell you like how many hours I sat and because I, that I didn't have uh, internet at home, so I would go to KMC by buy a meal and sitting there with my laptop for hours on my space. No, I was hoping you were bringing like your full desktop setup. <laughs> no, 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 no. I couldn't do that. And sometimes when I didn't have money for food, I would literally just sit in their parking lot and bum, 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 bum Wi-Fi off of them. Yo, KFC, <laughs> get better Wi-Fi. I'm trying to download stuff on LimeWire. Literally, I, I, I would I would do LimeWire songs or I'd, book, or I'd try and book bands for shows on MySpace. <laughs> Lincoln underscore park yeah. underscore numb dot MP3. <laughs> I feel you, man. Well, but well, that was fun taking a trip down memory lane on MySpace. I, I really miss it. It, it. it was a great website. It, it really did. I, I didn't appreciate it enough. Now let's get back on track uh, after that trip down memory lane. Uh, <laughs> so so we see Needy and she's at home and she's getting ready for the for the show, and her boyfriend Chip is with her. And he's annoyed with her because she's always doing stuff that Jennifer wants to do. Uh, and he says that she does the stuff with, with her, but they don't really have a lot of co- a lot in common nowadays. <laughs> and, uh, and then Needy uh, has this like a BFF necklace on, uh, on, and she said, yeah, uh, she said, yeah, we do. That's why we're Biffs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jennifer ends up arriving at her house. And hey, leave. But you know, Chip's telling her, you know, uh, he doesn't want her to go and stuff. And then uh, Jennifer te- uh, has a great line. She says, "He's so he's so jello. He doesn't even know it. He's lime. He's lime green jello." <laughs> uh, I'll sometimes tell people that instead of jealous, I'll tell them that they're being jello. Just using all kinds of lines from these movies all the time. Same here. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so Jennifer and Needy, they head to Melody Lane, which is the town's local dive bar. And like I said, uh, me and Carmen are we're big in the music scene, and I'm sure I can't tell you how many times we've played shows or been at shows in a place exactly like this. 
Oh, and, like, stories this, I can tell. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, the, 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 like, this whole this this it's like your local dive bar, and of course they talk about how it has a sticker to it. And yeah, uh, anybody's been in your abuse video, you know that there's this either either have a sticker to it or our venue here in in my home in in my town that Carmi's place show that we had a sticker door in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Bathroom door is just covered in, in band stickers. And the that. sticker toilet is prime real estate. It you is. wouldn't think about it. It is. But <laughs> as many eyes that go there during the show, like that's that's hey, like right next to a billboard in my eyes. That's marketing one hundred and one. Marketing one hundred and one <laughs> in the music scene. Okay. <laughs> that's great. You just got to understand a DIY music scene. It's but we did a lot of crazy marketing just to get people to come to shows. <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, so, you know, they're at, the, they're at Melody Lane. And it's funny because uh, uh, there's a lot of people here. And, like we see in the background, uh, there's a there's a foreign exchange student. His name's Ahmet. And we'll talk about him later on. He's there. And then Chris Pratt playing a guy, a guy named Roman. And there, I thought that was cool. He just has a little cameo and stuff. And at this time, he really wasn't that big at, at, at all. I think I think he was. I think this is like early Parks and Rex, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, they're there to see the band, the band Low Shoulder. And uh, a band ends up arriving, and Jennifer drags me along with her, and he tells her she tells her that you know, he, she wants to introduce themselves to to the singer and the singer's name is Nikolai and he, and, and he's played by Adam Brody. And, uh, I've known Adam Brody for, for a while. Uh, I unshamefully uh, used to watch, uh, AOC with my family every week on Fox. And that's where I know Adam Brody from. <laughs> I love it. But, and he's also, uh, in recent films, he plays in, in ready or not as well. But, uh, she you know, she wants to beat the band and a fun fact the uh, band uh, besides Adam Brody the drummer and I think it's the bassist for the guitarist they're an actual the, band yes he, yeah they're an actual band they're called No Country uh yeah but at the time they were No Country they're now going by Wilding yeah and uh the vocalist of that band are he acts in this movie as well uh Ryan Levine yeah. They actually uh, make a little joke based off his name later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. And uh, so, you know, they introduced themselves. Uh, uh, Jennifer introduced all, all of them to the band, and uh, the, they start talking and stuff. And of course, Jennifer says that uh, that she wants to uh, the, that she wants to do shots with them and stuff. And then you know, Nikolai uh, agrees and everything. And okay, what the hell is up with this shot? This is 2009. Okay. This little dive bar in nowhere, Minnesota, has a 9-11 themed drink. What it's, the fuck? It's red, white, and blue, <laughs> but you have to drink it quick or it'll turn brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Adam Brody and uh, Nicholas says, okay, well, then we'll, we'll drink it fast then. <laughs> I mean, oh my I, I know it was about eight years. It was eight years after 9-11 that happened, but also during that time, you know, obviously, America was a lot different. I mean, it was everybody was bleeding red, white, and blue. So it was just yeah. it was all about patriotism, and I mean, it was kind of weird, a weird form of patriotism. But it was just kind of like um, 
Yeah, I that was just a, it was a different time than we're experiencing right now. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know if any of y'all picked up on it, but uh, uh, I picked up on it. Uh, so when, when they arrive to the bar, Jennifer's very confident around like the local guys in the area and stuff. She's real confident, and you know she just walks past them and stuff that acts like they're nothing. But when she's talking to the band, she seems like she's really shy and everything around them. And I thought that was a nice shade to her character. Yeah. Yeah. To me, like it just shows that even though she's, you know, the, the popular girl in school, she's the big fish in the small pond. Like she's still attracted to the big city lights and the fame and the touring musicians. Yeah. You know what reminded me of is uh, in casino. Um, I can't remember her name. In casino. Sharon Sharon Stone's character in casino. Yeah. yeah, where like she was like the the badass of Vegas and running Vegas and doing everything, but then when she got near her ex boyfriend, like she just became like this timid person. That's that, that's yeah. what I felt similar to how Jennifer Lawrence character was. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know, so Jennifer goes off to the bar and she's gonna go get the drinks. And fun fact, the bartender who gives them the drink that's actually the Diablo Cody who wrote the script. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, she she said she wanted funny in an interview. She said she she was excited, and uh, she wanted to have a role in the film. And then when she did do it, she said she didn't like it because she just stood around for like twelve hours, uh, uh, dressed like a bartender doing nothing. She said it was very boring. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Stick to writing. Right. Right. <laughs> And so while Jennifer's at the bar getting drinks, me overhears Nikolai and the rest of the band. He's telling the band that that uh, he thinks that Jennifer is that he thinks Jennifer is a virgin. And so Needy hears this and then uh, uh, Jennifer's walking by and she, she says, hey, uh, I think the, the the lead singer's into me. And she, says, and she lets her know that, yeah, he's into her because he thinks that she's a virgin. And then. <laughs> Jennifer has the funny line and says, "What? I, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. I don't think the thinks are Roman." <laughs> I love it. No, I did like that Needy's character. Whenever she overheard them debating on whether or not she's a virgin, she jumped in trying to save her friend by saying, "Yeah, she is a virgin. What yeah. of it?" Not yeah. really realizing that she was actually setting her up for a uh, for what a not so fun night. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course, Needy hears hears the band confronts them and tells them that you know she is a virgin, but and that uh, because of that she won't sleep with creeps like them. But that's not what they were after. Uh, so after this, the the band ends up playing and they start playing their their single through the trees, and, which you and, hear. And what the fuck, man? No sound check. It took them like <laughs> three minutes to set up. Where was this kind of efficiency when we were playing oh my shows? Gosh. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. You never once put on a show that was this efficient, sir. D- never. Uh, I never uh, played a show this efficient. These guys were <laughs> professionals. Yeah, honestly, yeah, these guys were real professionals. Because honestly, uh, the way it was in the music scene, like I always had this rule. It, 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 like if a show flyer says the show starts at 7, you can expect the show to start maybe 7.20, 7.30, Depending on how good the night goes, possibly around seven forty-five or eight o'clock, and no sound guy in sight. They they really could have used Carmen Shoulders AV Tech dot com. That's all I'm saying. They really could. Nice plug there, sir. 
<laughs> you already <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so they start playing their song uh, through the trees, which you will hear a hundred times throughout this film. Oh, good lord, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, me and Carmen said before, this song is actually played by the indie band No Country, not Low Shoulder. And it's weird. Uh, uh, they never quite explain they never quite explain this, uh, but as soon as they start playing, Jennifer seems to fall like immediately under a spell. Like she's just mesmerized by this band and just cannot be pulled away from them. And uh, as they're, they're playing for some, uh, out of nowhere, a random fire suddenly starts and the band just seems unfazed at all. <laughs> while this fire is happening chaos is ensuing people are getting trampled people are being uh, uh, set on fire and everything and it, it, all in all uh, seven people end up dying in the, in this fire and this band just is being nonchalant about it and just does not give a fuck <laughs> uh, uh, Jennifer and Edie ends up escaping though before it burns down in uh, through the bathroom through a window in the bathroom and when they're out there, in the, when they get out and they escape, uh, Nikolai just casually approaches them, and he convinces Jennifer to to drink with them and to come with him and his band to their van, despite you know Needy saying otherwise. So Nikolai's been a real. And, and it's so weird. Like it's the mo- like that scene threw me off so bad because I'm like, okay, do they not understand? There's like a whole building on fire. Like people are yeah, running out the, of this building on fire. They just and they're don't like, care. Oh, they're like, do you want to go drink? And I'm just like. What? Yeah, because yeah, like, Nikolai also says this one like this this like, really casual line like he goes he goes no no see I, I'm in survivor mode now okay I, I'm trying to find a safe spot and right now yeah. that's in in yeah <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh that's creepy I love it yep and so he ends up you know getting Jennifer in the, to go in the van with their uh, uh, Jennifer goes in the van with them and before he 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 shuts the he shuts the door on him and he gives Needy this smug ass smile before he gets in the van with them and they drive off. Yes. Yeah. Like you can just look at this guy. He he's evil. <laughs> you just tell he's evil. It's the eyeliner. Is that what it is? I think that might be what it is, honestly. Is that what it is? I think it's I the whole agree with that. I feel not, I felt a lot more evil when I wore it. Oh yeah, that's right. You did wear eyeliner. I do remember that. <laughs> Carmen's old man, Throne of Eden. Hey now. Ooh, I Plugging's like that. My thing. What else? Back, back in my leather pants days. Yeah, back in leather pants day. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Check, check them out on Spotify. <laughs> 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 Just throwing out plugs here. Left and right. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So, so after this, uh, we see uh, Needy tell Needy calls uh, her boyfriend Chip. And she tells tells them about uh, what happened about Melly Lane burning down and Jennifer leaving with the band and everything. It, it's weird. Chip like doesn't really seem to care like about Jennifer and everything. He seems very jealous of the band. Like he, he says, I don't care about those douchebags with their douchebag haircuts. And he has he, he makes sure that that's that, that needs that needs all right and everything. But he, he's very jealous of this band. <laughs> he says, Did you get the make and model of the van? Yeah, yeah. And her response is, "I don't know, Chip, an '89 rapist." That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was a terrific joke. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh! And uh, after she you know, tells tells Chip about everything, uh, 
she ends up hearing something downstairs and she goes downstairs and Jennifer's downstairs. Uh, Jennifer ends up showing up downstairs and, but she doesn't look the way that she looked when she left. She's covered in blood. Her jacket's all ripped to shreds and she just seems different. No, that's but, every girl's not out, dude. <laughs> just stumbling around, opening the fridge, covered in dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shoving yeah. rotisserie chicken into your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer's just opening the fridge up. She's she's eating rotisserie chicken, like uh, raw meat, and just anything she can get her hands on. She's on the and anabolic then, diet. Yeah. <laughs> I know about that life. Oh my god. And, and Needy, Needy's like, you know, she's weirded out by all this, and then Jennifer ends up looking at her and open her mouth and just barf barfing up black goo all over the floor and. The black goo was actually uh, made by using Hershey's chocolate syrup and special effects. Yeah, I did take a note of that. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yep. So if you want to barf up black goo, Hershey's chocolate syrup and special effects. But uh, she ends up doing that, and then she ends up pushing Needy up against a wall, and she like she looks like she's going to go after her, but then she whispers in her ear, and she asks her if she's scared. And then she ends up, uh, Jennifer ends up running off. Then, you know, a, a poor niece probably just traumatized at this point. Like, what the hell happened to her friend? And then we cut and we see it's the next day. Nadie's at, at school. She's in her class and she's just kind of out of it. She's staring off in space. At, you know, obviously, she's traumatized by, by what happened. And all of a sudden, Jennifer shows up and she gets her attention. And Jennifer is just looking way different now. She just looks so much better, and she's at like it's almost as if she's absolutely glowing. Uh, whenever she's in that, yeah, she's yeah, fresh as a daisy, as Carmen said. And uh, but it's weird though, because like she's really mean, she's really mean to Needy because Needy is like asking her what's wrong with her because she's uh, doing all this, like she's saying all these, like uh, all these off the wall comments, and then uh, Jennifer actually has a a line where she she says, well, what's wrong with you besides the obvious surface flaws? I was like, wow. That's a lot of character. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I remember that now. <laughs> and, uh, so Needy ends up telling Chip uh, about the... She sees Chip in the hall and she tells him about the everything that happened the night before with Jennifer showing up and you know barfing up the black goo and everything. And Chip... Initially, it chalks it up to in her inhaling smoke from being in the fire and everything, and he writes it off and everything. And uh, it's during this like we find out that like pretty much everything for that day has been canceled because the schools, the whole school's just really affected by the tragedy from the night before, which you know is to be expected. And we see a a classroom scene where there is a there's this big football player guy. His name is Jonas. And he, he's kind of being consoled by this like this like geeky kid, and he's crying in class and stuff because his best friend uh, Craig was one of the ones that was killed in the fire. And then we cut to uh, this. I think this scene was in the trailer, and this was like initially besides besides Megan Fox. This is one of the initially one of the reasons why I wanted to watch me and want to watch this movie. Uh, you get this really awesome shot of this football field where the camera zooms on the football field and, while, and it stops at Jonas and while this is playing the song uh, Sacred Heart by Dies Today is playing and this is where I discovered Dies Today which is, which is one of my favorite metalcore bands 
was was from this trailer. I was like, dude, this song's awesome. Uh, back in the day, I was huge in metalcore. Uh, I, I, I still am today, but back then I was really, really into it. And uh, that song's playing, and then we see Jennifer. She shows up, and she's telling uh, Jonas that uh, she was with Craig uh, the night before the night he died, and that she was probably the last person to talk to him. And then she has this funny thing where she says that uh, Craig tells her that uh, they would make a really banging couple. And, of course, uh, Jonas is like, he said banging. And he was kind of happy about that. And then Jennifer does this thing where she's like, uh, she takes Jonas's hand and she puts it on her chest. She says, here, feel my heart, Jonas. It's I think it's broken. And then uh, she takes him to the woods to console him. <laughs> 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 that was good. I like that. <laughs> God. Uh, so, so then we cut and we see Jennifer and Jonah. They're in the woods and they're making out. And But we notice that animals are kind of watching them. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, and he is very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, he's very uncomfortable. And I feel like this. we've all been there. You know, you're you're snuggled up with your sweetie, you're getting in some kisses, and then like their cat is just staring at you from yeah, the yeah. corner of the room and just kinda like look over. <laughs> and you're like, Hey, not now, whiskers, like I'm I'm getting my Mac on. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. Maybe not with like raccoons and deer and Yeah. Possums and whatever else. Yeah, like every every animal in the forest is just watching them. Yeah. And uh so and, and and then Jennifer ends up telling Jonas she asks Jonas if he if, if he uh, misses Craig and he says you know, of course he says yeah and then she says that he'll see him real soon and then he kind of laughs it off and like well you mean like in heaven she says no right now and then she ends up like pushing him against a tree and just her mouth turns to this like uh, demon thing and she just brutally attacks him mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, the the teacher. Uh, who's played by J.K. Simmons. It's weird that they had J.K. Simmons play a random teacher in this movie. Yeah. that he, like He's such a great actor, and I was like, why did you give him just a throwaway role? Right, <laughs> right. But uh, he he hears the Jonas screaming in the woods, and he's initially thinking that, you know, he's grieving over his friend. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, let, it let it out. Let it out, kids. Let it out, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they end up finding the body later on in the right. woods and he finds the body and uh there's a deer just kind of snacking away on Jonas's body he's just laying out there in the in the woods and he and he's like been opened up to hell and back and uh we end up seeing uh ambulances arrive and we hear a scream and everything and then we get this the uh, the one of the, the iconic scenes of uh, Jennifer swimming in the lake, just casually swimming. Modern things going on, and then she ends up getting out and wringing out her hair, and then walking through the woods. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, next we see uh, Jennifer calls Needy on the phone. She's back at her house, and uh, and make and Jennifer is just like she's just having the time of her life. Like she's looking at herself in the, in the mirror and she's excited about how she looks. And she says that she looks scrumptious and, uh, she tells needy that, uh, that she's a God. And, and she even does this, this one iconic scene where, uh, she takes a lighter to her tongue and burns it. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
That was triggering. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, I didn't mention it beforehand, but, uh, uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, uh, uh, Megan Fox actually like, uh, she lost a lot of weight, uh, for this movie to kind of look yeah. the part and I got yeah. down to 97 pounds for this movie. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then she has this one funny line where uh, where uh, she's telling me about how how great her day is and that she's having like the best day since Jesus invented the calendar. <laughs> and he's like, Jesus didn't invent the calendar. And she's like, well, eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. And, and so then we cut to and we see it, it's been like a month later and you know, the entire school in town, they're still sad and kind of depressed over the, tra- over the tragedies. Are you skipping uh, over the, uh, the ambulances and uh, Needy's boyfriend calling her? Oh, yes, I am. Go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and talk about it while you're on it. So while Needy's on the phone with Jennifer, her boyfriend beeps in. She switches the line. He's freaking out. He's saying that there is an ambulance outside and one of their friends has died, all this and that. And all in the meantime, his little sister is playing a piano in the background. And when he politely asks her to maybe knock it off right now, she yells, you knock it off, Jake, you're penis cheese, which was <laughs> – one of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> oh God! Not as iconic oh as God. the yeah. lighter to the tongue, but yeah. Yeah. it should be iconic. That's hilarious. <laughs> I forgot That's all hilarious. about. I forgot that, that she said that. That should have won an award right yeah. there just for that line. Penis cheats. <laughs> oh man! So so the school. In the town, they're all sad and depressed over the tragedy and stuff. And it, it, I love the way they shot the film because it's like you see the everything's kind of like more more of a of a of a darker tone uh, while every, while they're talking about uh, how everybody's sad and depressed. And but then you see Jennifer coming in and she's just glowing and just in these bright colors and yeah, she's just how happy she is around. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and then it cuts to another scene, and we there uh, Jennifer and Needy are in a classroom, but now Jennifer uh, does not look too too good. She looks about what she looked like at, at the start of the movie, and she even tells Needy that she feels like Boo Boo, <laughs> and she's <laughs> in a bad mood. Uh, she's in like a bad mood, and she's just you know making all these snide remarks throughout. You know th- that that girl from the beginning. The one who who I said uh, she has the funny lines who was sitting on the bleachers. She's wearing a low shoulder shirt now, and she's like become like their biggest fan <laughs> and everything. Hey, <laughs> find it, uh, the, the 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 teacher from earlier plays played by J.K. Simmons. Uh, you know, they're talking about how low shoulder has become like this like uh their song has become like their their unofficial anthem for the town and stuff and then somebody talks about how like their uh the band ended up uh ended up saving uh saving people at melody lane and yeah. uh and he, uh, 
says, says that no, that, you know, they didn't do that. that she was there. They didn't help anyone. And then she says, and then the, 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 the low shoulder fan says, uh-huh, it's true, Needy. It's on their Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is about the point in the movie where my nephew finally kind of was like, wait, hold on a second. This isn't like just – you know, a yeah. horror movie, just a yeah. movie. Yeah. He's starting to see like some of the like little nuances to it. And, you know, the talking about society and, you know, how we sort of idolize celebrities and put them on a pedestal. Right. And, you know, you can't always believe everything you, <laughs> you read on the internet. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Just, just seeing that little light go off in his mind, just like it did for me. Yeah. You know, Way too many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, after this scene, they're back in the hallway, and uh, Needy and Jennifer run run into Colin, who is you know your typical local goth kid of the school, and he's played by Cal by Cal Garner. And for those who don't know Cal Garner, uh, he played in the uh, the uh, the reboot that didn't happen but did of a certain franchise that we're that we're not going to mention because we pretend that reboot didn't exist and uh you know what i'm talking about jesse are you talking about the one that i like and that everyone gives me hell for oh is it oh no that's right i forgot you liked that one yeah is that what we're talking yeah. about here <laughs> yeah that's what we're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, it's Ka- all good yeah Cal Garner plays in the that's right yeah the he does. nightmare on elm street yes. 2010 reboot we don't talk about that we don't talk about that okay, fine, fine. that's on the band list that's on the band list. yeah yeah but uh, to give him a good well I, I won't say good movie because i hadn't seen it none of us have seen it yet but he is all he Cal Garner is in the screen reboot that comes out next year so oh, okay. maybe he can like redeem himself Hot take. Hot take, I don't have a problem with Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. We are never talking about it on this podcast, JR. I'm not we have to talk about yes, it. I think that we should. I think we should have a whole like a separate episode in the future where I come on and we discuss this. I, I think it's I mean personally, I think it's way better than that blasphemous bullshit that Rob Zombie did with Halloween. Uh, mm, that's a that's a that's a hot take and a half. And and honestly, when Cece hears this, she's gonna kill you, Jr. Yeah, she's gonna fucking kill you. Fuck Rob Zombie. <laughs> Dare you fucking do my boy Michael Myers like that? Well, well. I'm not here to talk about Mike Myers and shake his chair and everything. Yep, yep. I'm here to talk about Jennifer's body. Boy, Cece's gonna have a fun time with this one. So anyway, so anyway, uh, Colin. See, I love you. I wait for your DM. <laughs> so anyway, Colin, the local goth kid, and so, so did anyone else catch that? Okay, so like he's supposed to like this local goth. He's supposed to like the the school's goth kid, part of the goth community, and he's wearing a leather a Letterman jacket. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> that. Listen, high school was a weird time, depending where you live. I mean, you could have been a goth kid on the football team. Who knows? I mean, technically, I I wouldn't say I was goth, but but I was really into like the the goth culture. I listened to all the all the metal bands and stuff, and I wore black all the time. But I played football, so 
but I didn't wear uh, I, I, well, I didn't wear a Letterman jacket. That's true. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess it's not as weird, but it just looked weird to me in the in the movie. But uh, he, he ends up uh, asking Jennifer on a date. He wants to take her to uh, it's Rocky. It's Rocky Horror Picture Show at the. Uh, go ahead, Carver. You, you might can do. It I was later. gonna say the the exact quote is: "There's a midnight showing of Rocky Horror at the Bijou next weekend." And Jennifer just kind of scoffs and says, "I don't like boxing movies." <laughs> <laughs> yes. And fucking Colin walks off, and he goes, "It's not a it's not a boxing fucking boxing movie." I said, like, "All right, fuck it," <laughs> and he just walks off. <laughs> Oh god, oh, the writing god. Is, is Oh my god, the writing is so underrated. Yes, it's so beautiful. I mean, I mean honestly, I would probably have the same reaction as Colin if I invited some girl out to some like horror movie and she said it was something else. I'm like, it's not okay, that's it. Just fuck it. I'm I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she ends up uh uh, uh, you know she, uh, you know he walks off and stuff. But then Needy tells he tells Jennifer that you know she really liked Colin, and then uh, Needy, and then Jennifer's like, oh, you like Colin? Okay, well you know what? And then she tells Colin, uh, hey, uh, hey Colin, uh, I just got uh, Aquamarine on on DVD. It's about a, a girl who's like half sushi or something. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so she invites him out to her house to watch it. And of course, you know, he immediately like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it's weird because like, here's where we start seeing this weird thing where like, you know, these are supposed to be two best friends. And as soon as Jennifer finds out that Needy liked that Needy likes Colin, she immediately takes him, wants to take him out on a date. Yeah. So you definitely know there's something going on here. Right. Yeah, and we see more of that throughout yeah. the movie. Throughout the movie. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, you know, they end up uh, Colin and, and Jennifer end up meeting up, and while they're meeting up, Chip and Needy are at uh, Chip's house, and they're doing the deed. And while they're doing the deed, Jennifer is killing uh, Colin. Now hold on, now you you're oh, skipping oh, oh. over the the good parts. <laughs> what part? The lines from Jennifer as she's disrobing my chemical Colin. Oh yes, my (laughs) chemical Colin. What the fuck? I know. I know. Like I know the iconic one is the "Let's play mommy and daddy." Yeah, yeah. But the fact that she drops, "You give me a weddy." Oh yes. (laughs) Nice hardware, Ace. Is like at this point i'm like okay they're just throwing like every single one liner they can think line. of yeah. like you know they had a list and they're like oh, well i don't want to cut that one out yeah. fuck it let's just do all four of them in the same scene <laughs> yeah and also whenever colin's going to meet jennifer and he gets her address he turns on the street where these houses are just like abandoned there's like there obviously no one lives here and then she gets the one house there's a lot on and he even doesn't even go through the door he has to like cut through a a tarp and everything, and it's clear that no one lives here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about him, but I'd be a little weirded out. <laughs> nah, man, then adventure again, is the spice of life. That's true. You man. know what? Like, I'll be honest. I uh, when I was going to high school, they were developing a housing project, a housing project around the our high school, 
And it wasn't me because I was always afraid my parents were going to kick my ass. But I know some stories, you know, some stuff people used to do back in the day and going yeah. into these, like, newly built built houses. So when you are, when you're that age in high school and you're young and dumb and doing, you know, trying to, you know, take care of, you know, engage in relations, it's like, well, I can't go to my parents' house because, you know, my mom and dad's home. And it's like, I can't go to my parents, I can't go to my house because... You know, my cousin's home or something like, yeah, they'll find anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I won't incriminate myself, but, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's mean just, it, it sounds perfect, but it, I mean, the thing I know, you know, from stories, you know, that I'm not saying that those stories are true, but from the stories I've heard is that this is more common than people may realize. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean. Uh, stepping in Colin's shoes, if Megan Fox was to invite me to an abandoned housing project to hang out with her, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I don't think I would even say no. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, she has that power. She has that power. And just, you know. In such a way with words, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It it, it it not to be one of the other funny things that I just thought was hilarious. What the hell is up with Colin on the drive over there listening to the punk to like this punk version of uh of uh it was uh, what was that damn song? Wait, is it the I can see clearly now? Yes, yes, that's it. I found it the same exact time you did. I was about to yell it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's listening to this punk version of I Can See Clearly Now. <laughs> By Screeching Weasel, if anyone wants yeah. to go listen to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, I mean, earlier Jennifer did say he listens to Maggot Rock, so I guess this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so ends up, so Jennifer ends up killing Colin uh, there, and it, it, it sucks. Uh, to, uh, it's the, the, my only issue with the movie is, most of the kills are off screen. Like uh, I wish they would actually show them the kill instead of doing the, the silhouette. But, but I thought the silhouette w- 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 was kind of a cool concept the way that they did it. My issue is just like there's no, not really any pacing to the kills. It just seems like they set it up and then immediately like yeah. gratify. Like there's no sort of tension. It's just sort of like oh hey let me show you my tits and then bam killed. Like, yeah, right. yeah. Right. It just shows how stupid men are, honestly. Yeah. It really? Yeah. It, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Well, and also at this time, um, Needy is having these visions. It's like she has this connection with Jennifer. Yeah. And she sort of knows where Jennifer is at all times. Yeah. So she, when she starts to realize what's happening and how Colin is being murdered. You know, she's in the middle of <laughs> the act, as the act, Kyle said, yeah. <laughs> and she just starts like gasping, and she's like having this panic attack. <laughs> and all the meanwhile, fucking shit, it's just grinning ear to ear. And at one point, he stops and said, "Am I too big?" <laughs> <laughs> fucking best, shit, best scene He's in the like, movie. <laughs> He must have been super bad. I must have grabbed that lube. I need to think about lube. I swear though, that scene was so awkward. Like the the sex scene between yeah. Chip and Needy. Like yeah, that was just awkward. 
but it also is another is a great uh, thing for the movie because it, it you know it's kind of showing you that you know in this time it you know you're, it's going to be awkward <laughs> and you know, it, it, it was pretty it, it, it's pretty relatable but uh uh I'm glad Carmen uh, brought that up because while she's seeing these visions uh, Needy also sees uh Jonas like Jonas's ghost with with uh Jennifer like above him in this really awesome shot and uh while that's is happening while she's gasping and everything uh blood she starts visualizing blood dripping from the ceiling down onto her and then that's when uh, she ends up freaking out and she runs out of her uh, out of her house and she gets in the car and she drives off and then she ends up uh barely missing Jennifer yeah, who just who looks crazy? Uh, uh, she's like got blood dripping down from her and everything. Yeah, just standing in the middle of the road, like yeah, just like hey, here I am. Don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and so Needy ends up after she ends up she ends up uh, getting home and she goes to bed. She she uh, she she, she uh, gets in bed and she's startled because uh, uh, and then she turns the light on and then Jennifer's in in her bed. And she ends up ex, uh, she ends up explaining to her uh, during this scene uh, about like what happened to her the night that they left the bar. She talks about she tells them that basically the the, the band ended up ended up taking her to Devil's Kettle, and they uh, they killed her that they sacrificed her to Satan, and it, it's also because like we see the scene. And the band, <laughs> this band, goddamn it, this band, they're uh, low key the MVPs of this movie. <laughs> I will say, for them to be like members of the occult, they yeah. should, they they were pretty witty. Yeah, yeah, oh for yeah, sure. De- definitely. they definitely were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like they have her out there, and you know they're about to sacrifice her and and everything, and then they're explaining to her how how uh, how hard it is for indie rock bands to make it these days. That if you don't get on, if you don't get noticed, but by this uh, by this person, or you don't get on this show, then uh, Satan's pretty much your only hope. <laughs> Basically, love- the moment of reflection from the drummer right beforehand, in which he stops, <laughs> and the lead singer turns around. He says, do you want to work at the coffee shop for all your life, or do you want to be rich and awesome like that guy from Maroon 5? He's like, and he ponders it for a second, and he says, Maroon 5. Maroon 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like right before they kill her, uh, 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 Nikolai, you know, played by Adam Brody, he, he stops and uh, he, he tells you know, he tells him that he has a Bowie knife. And uh, right before he kills Jennifer, he ends up uh, stopping. He goes, oh, uh, maybe we'll write a song about you. <laughs> and they start singing this like song they just write on the spot. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's, that's right. It, it's a – it's Jeannie, the song I that got your number. Right. Yes, you yes, got your number. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like the only thing worse than like having your insides ripped out and being stabbed mm. is hearing eight, six, seven, five, seven, three, five on three, repeat oh, as it's nine. happening. <laughs> That's worse than death. Real quick, I'm sorry if I may have missed it before that though, Kyle. When she's explaining this to Needy, yeah, don't they? Uh, isn't there like a situation between Needy and? Jennifer. Yeah, that happens they... before she explains. Oh, oh did it? okay, okay. I'm a bad. Yeah, the, the so scene that ba- launched a million manhoods. Yeah, that's true. 
And I can't remember, I didn't get a chance to look at, at trailers, but essentially this is where, like, uh, Jennifer ends up Benini's bed and they start having a full-on make-out session. Yep. Right. And this yeah. Is, yeah. And this and is, this is the scene that it, uh, it, this was pretty much in every single trailer and was pretty much the scene that they emphasize a lot on. And this is pretty much where the marketing team, like, okay, this is how we're going to market the movie. And see, this is one of the problems that I have, you know, when we go back, you know, knowing is that the over-sexualization of both characters, especially yeah. with um, um, with Megan Fox, and it's all about this. And there was even a point from what I read, and I could be wrong because we don't read all this stuff online, is that they even considered having a full-on sex scene. Yeah, but they ended up taking it out. And mm. so, and you still get this full-on make-out scene, but then one of the things you had mentioned earlier was the fact is that Jennifer... Uh, excuse me, uh, Megan Fox's character, you know, Jennifer, was that she, you know, did everything she could to get into a frail 97-pound body, even to a point where she stayed out of sunlight, because she was trying to make herself look as essentially the most sexiest high school girl she can possibly look in her in her estimation. Yeah. And so it's really just... I'm glad that now that Hollywood has, like, eventually like, now we're going in different directions when we're looking for strong female leads, but you know, this ain't it, and it's just it's it's said. Twenty-one year old me being dumb, you know, seems one thing, but knowing the way now now as a thirty-two year old man, it's just it's cringe. Yeah, and I, I will say um, they did come out later and say that that scene was the most misunderstood scene in the movie, because while the marketing team did push it as you know hot lesbian action, yeah. Right. The intent of the scene was to finally full out express that Needy is in love. So, yeah, uh, you know, Jennifer obviously manipulating her a little bit here. But yeah, but it says uh, she acknowledges that audiences now are more sophisticated and would be able to pick up on the queer subtext without dropping an anvil on them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. What? Let me ask this question. It was in your estimation was that because I read that about the needies having essentially uh, having a being sexually attracted to her best friend. Did you guys think it was like it was explored enough in the film, like up to this point or even after? I mean, I, I, I even before this scene, I picked up on that maybe there's something going on where Needy yeah. is in love with Jennifer. I picked up on it at like the moment whenever they like she didn't want her to get in the van. I kind of yeah. was like, and the, even before that, I just kind of was like, I kind of feel like she has a crush on her, but yeah. I just felt like there's a lot of sub like subtext to it. Like I feel like it was like if you thought of it that way, then you thought of it that way. But like yeah. now, I feel like it, like you said a minute ago, it'd be so it'd be so much more. Yeah. Now the, the, the yeah like the scene where they were at the the bar and she like she holds her hand for a minute and then she like yeah. kind of without Jennifer even looking at her you can tell that there's definitely something going on yeah but uh well, well even at the towards the beginning of the movie her and Chip when they kind of have that small argument by the locker where he's saying you always do what Jennifer wants like mm-hmm. always hang out with Jennifer like you were supposed to hang out with me tonight like I feel like that's where it was first implied yeah and then just like how she's like, no, 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 I don't. What are you talking? Like, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. childhood crush stuff. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. when I first picked up on it. And I was like, 
there's a little something more here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, so ultimately, so Jennifer ends up getting getting killed by the by the band, but she tells Andy that for some reason she she didn't die, and uh, she ends up uh, running. She ended up uh, uh, she ended up later on uh, uh, after she woke up and stuff. She was walking back uh, uh, back home and she ran into Ahmet, who was who was the foreign exchange student from the bar. And she asked him if uh, if anybody knew where he was or anything, and if anybody knew where he, if he was alive. And he he nods and said no. And so then she tells him to follow follow uh, follow her, and she takes him to the woods. Okay, somebody asked me that though. Like, here's the thing. right. <laughs> like, I've, I've seen so enough movies now to like. I mean, if I didn't know, then it's not my fault. But like, I've known better now. Like, if someone asks me that question, does anyone know where you're at? Instantly, I'm like, no thanks, not today. Yeah, I feel like that's a yeah. clear subtext of what's yeah. – something bad is about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, but it doesn't show what happened, but it's pretty obvious uh, You know, Jennifer kills him. Right. And, 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 he, and he eats him, and then she tells Needy that you know, after that night, she just kind of always knew what she needed to do. And then she – shows needy and explains to her that whenever she's full but she doesn't say she doesn't explain what she means by full she uh, uh she can uh, uh she's pretty much invincible and, and nothing can harm her and then she ends up stabbing herself uh and uh she cuts this like uh she, she cuts her arm and uh it ends up uh push she pulls it out and then she's like watch 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 and then just it's just uh, sucks up and it heals immediately and she even does like a straw sound it's funny she's like slurp <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> i forgot all about these little bits and pieces of this film that like yeah. make, like love this film so much like i totally forgot about these things and then also this is the scene where she mentions you know needy chip's been looking kind of good to me lately yeah he, 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 yeah, here's another little part where Jennifer seems to be going after things that that needs interested in. Uh, after all this happens, uh, a need, they end up getting to a little bit of a fight, and Needy kicks her out, uh, kicks her out of the house, and Jennifer just jumps out the the, the second story window like it's nothing and just vanishes. And then the uh, the next day, uh. They're at school, and the the the, the news hits uh, the death of another classmate and ends up stunning the school. So Needy ends up going to the library, and she goes to the occult section, and she starts doing research, and she comes across you know stuff about uh, uh, stuff about succubus, and she finds out that you know basically she pretty much gathers that you know, Jennifer's possessed by a demon and is basically a succubus. And she finds out that, you know, when she's hungry, she has to eat flesh in order to, you know, sustain her life and her appearance. And, and in, in this uh, scene also, uh, I didn't catch it uh, until like a, until after the second time I watched it. It's in this scene where she finds out that she can kill the succubus by stabbing it in the heart. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I was just wondering, like, wait, how the hell did she know to stab her? Why, 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 why she stabbed her heart? Why did she die? And everything. But it was because this, she found out that, uh, you know, if she had her heart, she, she, she would die. And I, I like they, that they, they put a succubus because it's, like, it's pretty clear that, that that's what she was possessed by. Yeah. 
You know, and what's funny is I didn't even pick up on that until like at the very end, whenever it was kind of brought to light, and I was kind of like, "This makes sense." Okay, yeah. Now, now I understand it. Like, yeah, it makes complete sense now. And do you know, after like watching that film, I can remember going online and researching what like a succubus and an incubus yeah. was, and it freaked me out. Yeah. I was kind of like, "Well, Jesus." Well, uh, another thing to add to like how this movie is kind of like is a feminist horror film. Mm -hmm. So like legends of succubus go back to biblical ages. Right. And one that Diablo Cody talks, uh, that, uh, that Jennifer, that, uh, Jennifer, God damn it, had that Megan Fox talked about in a podcast. to listen to, she said she heard that, uh, she listened to a, a legend where a succubus was basically, uh, Adam, Adam was uh, was with was was with was with was with someone named Lilith before Eve, and mm-hmm. the thing was was Lilith wasn't submissive and wouldn't you know wouldn't give in to uh you know wouldn't just have sex whenever he wanted and stuff like that, and so right. he ends up going to going to God and saying you know hey uh, hey you know she's not doing you know what she's supposed to be doing. And uh, she she ends up being kicked out and is is left alone, and that's how she turns into a little turns to a demon, which is and gets all these powers and uh, turns to a succubus uh, basically. And then this is and then after that, that's where Adam ends up getting Eve Eve from God. Right. That, that was a good uh, that was crazy to think about because like this was is a, a feminist movie and it she's a succubus and that has that that legend to it. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know where I learned what a succubus was? What? In the 1999 episode of South Park. <laughs> where Chef, yes. Chef, yeah. Where Chef, Chef is marries, gonna marry a succubus? succubus. Yeah. yeah I, I was looking it up. Like I was like, I know I I remember seeing succubus before, and I remember exactly where, and that's where it was. Eleven year old, you know, Jr. learned from that. Um. And they were singing. They, I guess, the only way they killed it was by singing the love theme from the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Um, there was another, the other one too. I don't know everything about it, but I also remember in the the TV show Charmed. You know, because they, I know they they fought against a lot of fairy, you know, fairy creatures or like you know demons and stuff like that. There was an episode about a succubus. I just can't remember what it was though. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty neat. Uh, Needy ends up deciding that you know she she's got to stop Jennifer because uh, she's she fears that she's going to go after her boyfriend Chip next. And uh, uh, is this uh, after this we get to a scene where the the the, the teacher Jake, played by J.K. Simmons he's in a classroom and he's uh he's explaining to the people uh, to the students that the band Low Shoulder are gonna uh, be performing uh at the local at the local prom and that they've decided to to donate the proceeds from their three percent of the proceeds from their song through the trees to the towns uh uh to the families of the victims and, I, and he's like well that's that's grass <laughs> like seriously three percent grass you know greedy yeah. Like, what about the other 97%? And then the little fangirl chips in. They're already doing so much for us. They're already doing <laughs> so much for us. Yeah, yeah. We don't deserve low shoulder needy. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
three percent. Like, come on. <laughs> These guys couldn't be even any more asshole-ish. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> so uh Nidhi ends up telling Chip that uh, she doesn't want him to, to attend the dance and they end up getting to get into it and she essentially breaks up with them. And it's during this scene that uh, Nidhi says the line that uh, uh, Jennifer's evil and not high school evil. <laughs> this is the part that didn't make a ton of sense to me, but then I remembered they're in high school, so of course it didn't yep. make sense. Right, exactly. Where she was just saying, like, hey, it's probably not safe for us to go to prom. Like, maybe we should find something else. Yeah. And he was like, so you're dumping me. <laughs> She's like, I don't want you to die. He's like, so what you're saying is we're through here. Uh, yeah, I'm not your guy now. <laughs> Such a high school thing. Yeah, it is. It really is. But uh, uh, she ends up going to the dance. Uh, she ends up going to the dance anyway. Yeah, so I don't understand. So like, you know, these these two are both at the dance together. Why the fuck could they just go to the dance together? Why do they have to go alone? Exactly. <laughs> it made no sense. Like, if you're um, wanting to protect your boyfriend, why would you not like be yeah. with your boyfriend? <laughs> so uh, while uh, uh, while it cuts to the dance, and you see Chips walking to the dance, Jennifer ends up sneaking up on him outside, and she's she's talking to him, and she tells him that uh, she claims that she ha- she's always had feelings for him. And that Needy was cheating on him with Colin the uh, the entire time. And what were the exact words? <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Needy and Colin were intimate. And by that, I mean they were porking on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> yeah, they were porking on a semi-regular basis. I don't, I don't I quoted remember that, that ever so being used when I, was, when I was that age. No one ever used that when I was over that age. Come on. I used that quote so many times after this movie came out. Anytime my friends got into shenanigans, I'd be like, oh, you didn't know about Justin? Yeah, he, he's been porking on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> I'm going to start – I'm just going to start using that now. Like Do I never it, used Jesse. it before, but I'm going to. It reminds, me of, uh, sure. it reminds me of um, the movie Road Trip. I boinked her. Like, who says that? <laughs> oh, my God. This is Chelsea guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is really where the movie just, like, cranks into overdrive with all these one-liners. You can tell yes. they're getting to the end of the script and like, well, oh, shit. I've got yes. all this content. Let's just throw them out and <laughs> every other There story. is some great fucking one-liners oh, coming yeah. up. Absolutely. Uh, while while Chip's upset, Jennifer ends up making a move on him and she she kisses him and and it, it, we cut to and we see Needy she's at the prom or the spring form or whatever the, whatever it is prom basically and uh she sees someone who she thinks is Jennifer and she goes and 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 turns around and it's not Jennifer and then this this point while Jennifer's kissing Chip you see Needy touch her lips like she can almost taste chips feel uh, she almost tastes chip on her lips here it's another like little weird thing where it's like these two have a connection that uh isn't really quite explained and uh she drops her drink and she's like she immediately knows that she's got to go and find chip because chip's there and jennifer's jennifer, jennifer's gonna get him which there's no uh, reason she couldn't have thrown that in the trash can on her way out like, right i mean seriously come on. <laughs> 
How dare you? How dare How dare her? I love it. Uh, Jennifer ends up taking Chip over to like this abandoned pool on this like hill. But but this thing looks awesome though. Like uh, I found out that during the making of this movie, this is just an, an actual like just beautiful white like uh, pool. And the, one of the guys, one of the set the set guys just did all this himself. Turned turned it to made it look look all abandoned and stuff. And uh, he did a hell of a job because I thought this pool had just been sitting for decades but uh you know she ends up taking them to, to this uh abandoned pool thing and a fun fact there's this really cool thing uh i don't know if any of y'all caught it whenever jennifer kills colin she tells him before she kills them that she wants her that she needs her victims to be hopeless well when they get in the abandoned pool there's a shot where you can read the word hopeless in red on the side of the pool and it comes into view a few times as the scene plays out. I'd completely forgotten about that. So you just said it. Yeah. It's so something I knew forever ago, but I'm just shot. like tossed in the back of my head. Yeah. I thought it was a really great shot. And, uh, so needy ends up, uh, she finds her way to the, she ends up finding her way to the abandoned fool and she climbs in. And when she gets in there, uh, Jennifer's, uh, already got her hands on Chip, and she's uh, she's like bit she's like she, she she's bit into his neck. Which Chip did eventually reject her advances yeah. right before this. Yeah, he pushed he, her away and said, "I can't pushed, do this. I love Nikki." Jennifer away, yeah. And then, you know, of course, uh, Jennifer attacked him. And when Nitty walks in, Jennifer's feet on his neck, and it's really it's a really awesome shot too because she like turns around and uh, she walks in, and Jennifer turns around and she's like all all demons uh, suck of his face with Chip barely alive uh, uh, over by her. And Needy ends up jumping in the pool and she tries to like, she attempts to kind of drown Jennifer and stuff. And then the best, one of my favorite parts ever, Jennifer ends up, uh, uh, ends up uh, coming out of the pool, hovering above the pool. Yeah. And best line ever, <laughs> Chip says she can fly. And Needy says, She's just hovering. It's not that impressive. And then Jennifer says, Oh my God, you're such a player hater. Jennifer says, God, you have to undermine everything I do. You're such a player hater. (laughs) (laughs) And then then they even have an even better exchange because after this, uh, Jennifer and Edie begin to fight. And while they're fighting, before they fight, they, they start throwing insults at each other. And, uh, Needy, uh, calls Jennifer, uh, Needy talks about how, uh, Jennifer was never a good friend, and uh, how and, and 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 how now she's going after how she's never she was never a good friend. How all this other stuff she did throughout their childhood, and now she's going after her her boyfriend. And then uh, Needy calls Jennifer. Uh, she says she says uh, she says you're a jerk. And then uh, Jennifer says, "Wow, nice insult, Hannah Montana. <laughs> you got any other not?" <laughs> oh my gosh i forgot all of this yeah. this is great yeah she says that oh, oh wait oh yeah so i messed up so after she says uh nice and so hannah montana then needy starts doing the the starts telling jennifer how she was never a good friend and goes over how all the other stuff that she did uh to them when they were kids and uh then jennifer uh chimes back with and now i'm eating your boyfriend at least i'm consistent <laughs> As they're doing all this stuff, all, all this, Jennifer tries to attack, uh, attack Needy, but uh, uh, Chip ends up stabbing her with this pool skimmer. 
right before that though. Oh yeah, walking right. towards her. Yeah. Needy says, "I thought you only murdered boys." And Jennifer says, "I go, I both, go ways. both ways." Yeah, and and so and funny thing about that is that before, uh, uh, I think I think it was a couple of years after this movie came out, or maybe a couple movie a couple months after this movie came out, that's when Megan Fox came out as bisexual. She wasn't out as bi before this, right? And, and yeah. she said that line, yeah. And then there's also this awesome, uh, this is another great line where right before she attacks, Jennifer goes to attack uh, Needy. She says, uh, uh, she says, I'm gonna eat your soul and shit it out, less sneaky. <laughs> and uh, but she ends up stabbing Jennifer with a pool skimmer and, and stuff, and then, uh, and this was a great line here, too, <laughs> as they pull it out yeah. of her body and she's left with this gaping hole in her stomach she just looks up at needy and says you got a tampon <laughs> thought i'd ask you seem like you might be plugging <laughs> and then she just slowly walks away as if nothing happened <laughs> yeah so jennifer ends up you know she gets stabbed and uh she, she ends up uh, just nonchalantly just walking off and uh jumping jumping out the window while needy cradles chip and they they proclaim their love for one another as shit dies. And so now we cut back to the beginning of the movie and Jennifer, we see uh, needy attack Jennifer in her home. And she yells, she's yelling, you killed my fucking boyfriend as they fight. And uh, needy ends up pulling out a box cutter. And she, she uh, cuts an X into Jennifer's stomach, you know, cross out, out Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> yeah which obviously doesn't affect her at all. And then uh, they end up fighting and uh, Jennifer hovers, hovers up and they're fighting in the air and needy ends up ripping off Jennifer's BFF necklace, which is odd. Cause it seems like it stuns Jennifer. Like it just had like a, this had a connection to her that somehow, you know, it's just literally just a necklace. And uh, Jennifer falls back down on the bed. And as she's falling down, Needy comes down with the box cutter and it stabs Jennifer uh, right in the heart. And so then Jennifer ends up dying because yeah. she learned and earlier. The greatest, that, the greatest final sentence in probably anybody's lifetime. Her dying words were, ow, my tit. <laughs> Marvelous. Yeah. Honestly, oh my God. When, when I go out, I was just, just knowing my the sense same of thing. humor. Knowing my sense of humor, that's probably going to be my last word if I can help it. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But, but yeah, so like you know, Needy kills her with stabs her in the heart, which she learned earlier from the occult section of the book that to kill Succubus, she got stabbed in the heart. And as she's as she does this, and Jennifer's and Jennifer dies, Jennifer's mom just walks in and turns a lot on. Where was she during the commotion? Yeah, like seriously, how the hell do you miss all this? She walks in like a good two, three minutes after it starts. And is like, can Jennifer, I get you guys something? Can I get you guys something? And then she sees Needy obviously on top of Jennifer's body with a box cutter and a heart and blood everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. And so then Needy ends up getting committed to the asylum. This is why she's in the in the uh, in the asylum from the beginning. And she's talking about how. Uh, they say if you were if if you're bitten by a demon and you survive, you uh, obtain some of his powers. Yeah. And here we see Needy floating up, uh, and she 
kicks a window uh, a window out and she ends up escaping from the facility and we see her uh, 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 trying to uh, get a uh, she's uh, hitchhiking a ride and it's cool too because like before she does before she gets a ride she walks by and you see this little uh, it's like a little pipe and there's like some water coming out and stuff and you see the ball uh, these balls and the knife from the beginning that the, the band used to kill Jennifer is there and obviously that's where everything's coming out from the devil's kettle there but I was wondering where everything came out of and she picks it up and she ends up uh, hitching a ride with somebody and it's funny because like as she's hitching a ride with somebody that she asked them uh the guy asked her where she's going and she says that she's following this this uh indie rock band and uh, tonight's gonna be their final show and uh he picks her up there's a low shoulder sign on the side of the road which is great mm-hmm. And uh, Needy ends up uh, he she ends up tracking down uh uh it, it, you don't see this till like uh it's uh the, the movie ends like every shit like gets in the car but then there's credit scenes where Needy tracks down the the band and uh you know she obviously she kills them for turning Jennifer into the demon and causing all the death and destruction and it's really cool uh during the credits you get to see more detailed crime scene photos of the killings of each band member. In their hotel room, and I wish they would actually show like a full-fledged scene. I wish we'd get like a full-fledged scene of me going through and killing people, but this is what we get, and it's great. I did find it very poetic that the vocalist ended up with the knife directly in his chest. So yes, yes, he did. And, and it was funny. What's funny after you see the crime scene, you see another little crime, little uh, video camera video of Needy walking out. Uh, a black and white video of Needy walking out and these fangirls running into the hotel room to see the band and you just hear them scream and everything <laughs> and she's kind of looks at the camera and then that's how that's how it ends I love it I love shout it. out to um, Lance I think he's the last Lance Hendricks Hendrickson yeah. he was the guy at the end who was picked up uh, Needy yeah uh, famous for his roles in Aliens AVP um, he was he even did the Hell World when the Hellraiser Hell World yeah, uh, he's running Stranger Calls. He's been in a lot of uh, horror science fiction films. So wow, I, was, I, didn't I thought know that. that was a cool little cameo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yep. And uh, during the end credit scene, the end credit song is is the song Violet, which is also by Hole. So there's two oh, Hole songs in the. Yeah. Well, the, the movie's named after a Hole song, and this song is the Hole song. Unfortunately, yeah, so, Courtney Love did not like it. Yep. <laughs> she did That's not great. like it. But uh, yeah, so that that was Jennifer's body. Like I said, like I said before, uh, I think this movie came out way before its time. A very underrated gem that I'm very happy to see that in the past few years it's finally getting the love it deserves. Yeah. So, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like that's Thank exactly you. what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's uh let's get into some initial thoughts and reviews. Uh, we'll start with our guest. We'll we'll go with Carmen first, and I, I we'll, we'll rate this we'll rate this at a five BFF uh, necklaces. I was gonna suggest that we do it through the trees. So uh, how many what trees? The fuck, out what of the five? fuck are we talking about? What do we, what? we we have a rotating scale here. 
Yeah. It's not five stars. It's five random items from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's our ranking system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We just pick okay. a random item times, from the movie. As many times we had to hear that goddamn song. That's very true. Okay. 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 I'm going to give it. Okay. We'll do it out of that. I'm going to give it four out of five trees. Four out of five it's, trees. Okay. You know, it's one of my favorite movies. I absolutely love it. It's got its faults, but, you know, it has its own personality. It's fun. You know, gory hilarious lots of one-liners very quotable and then like all the subtext throughout is what really keeps me going back to it but like you mentioned it's been a victim of timing more than anything yeah mm-hmm. like i feel like if this movie came out you know even bad five timing or, like five or six years later even it would have been received a lot better yeah oh yeah yeah uh jesse um okay so we're rating it on a scale of like zero to five is that right but yeah yeah okay um okay and we're zero to five trees yeah oh trees yeah yeah we're we're using trees trees. yeah oh okay okay okay. um i would definitely rate this film mm, i'd give it a four out of five i definitely agree with like everybody else has been saying the entire time it definitely came out way before its time i am kind of happy that I, i like really love this film when it did come out and i'm really yeah. happy to see like a whole new like perspective on it now and i can remember how people like telling me oh that was such a terrible movie 12 years ago yeah. and then now it's like oh it's a classic you gotta watch it like it's the best <laughs> thing you know it's so, so different now and so i'm kind of like here for it so yeah definitely four out of five trees yeah awesome and jr um Kind of just piggybacking off, I I do know that Diablo Cody, she's a, a proud feminist. When before this, she had did Juno, which is like you know, a great film that actually shows strong feminist views, or and a strong female leads with um I can't I can't remember her name at the time. Um, I know Jennifer Gardner is in there, and we have uh, Elliot, what is Elliot Page? El, El, Elliot Page, yes, yeah, uh, Elliot Page. Thank you. At time, you know, it was a powerful film. I remember watching, you know, and so I see her, I see Diablo Cody's work, and I feel that if maybe if the studio would just let her do what she wanted, I think it would have been a little. She got, I feel like she got a lot what if she wanted, but it would have been a lot better what she wanted. It would have, there was that pushback. Um, it doesn't take away, there's still a lot of, there's still some, a lot of funny parts, a lot of great one liners. Uh, one of the things I, I don't think we got a chance to talk about is in the transitions with Megan Fox, um, like turning into a succubus. I really thought they did a good usage of like practical effects as well as some CGI. And I thought that was like, I actually saw the behind the scenes um, of it with, um, when I was doing my research, I thought it was like a really cool concept of them using both, both CGI and practical effects. I'll yeah. give it, um, I give it three redwoods and a ficus. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's four, Kyle. Four out of five. I know. Pay attention. <laughs> that just threw me off. I was like, it did me what? I was fine until he. I was fine until he said ficus, and then it just fell apart. From- I I really would like the, I really would like Diablo Cody or somebody to take the whole concept of a succubus 
and like one more time let's give it another go i think it's a good i think it's a great story i think the you know having the strong feminist views and really showing like you know the fact that she was attacked and taken advantage of by you know the band like let's do all this but if they would go maybe you know today more serious and having you know a young today's new female lead that's why it's like emma stone emma roberts uh um chloe Moritz grace i think I think it would be possibly to, um, I think it would do a lot really well in the box office, what I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned a second movie because there's actually a sequel that was planned to this that's supposed to pick up where the original movie left off. But because of how poor the initial reviews were and the reception, they basically just gave up on the idea. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. They really enjoyed the, you know, the theme the theme of the movie and all this, you know, subtext and subplot and really wanted to push the, you know, the feminist theme in the second movie even more. And then it just got canceled. Right. And I'm sure this is one of the things that I've told Colin Carmen, I'm sure you've heard with through it, you know, editing is like, I've said, you know, we've had a lot of films. They've tried to like redo Nightmare on Elm street, Halloween, child's play, you know, let's redo all these classics. This is a film. This is a film that deserves a reboot, a reshot. And Reach. I'm saying not that this, not that this film was bad, is that uh, give it a retry to do better in the box office. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also with the group that uh, I really want to see a sequel to this. I, I, I'm hoping, hope, maybe now with all the success it's had in recent years, maybe they'll decide to revisit a sequel. But I, I would love to see a sequel following Needy, and you know what happens now that she has these powers. But uh, I'm going to pretty much piggyback what everybody else is saying. Everybody else pretty much uh, explained everything. Uh, I'm going to give it four trees out of five as well. Uh, You know, I want to give it a perfect score, but but I can't. It does have its flaws. But, you know, besides the flaws, just like what Carmen said, uh, all the one-liners, the quirky writing, the the gore, the, uh, the the writing throughout the character, the interaction between the characters that uh, and everything about this film is just real. It's just a fun film to me. It's, it's one I've enjoyed ever since I saw it, and uh, I still enjoy it to this day. It's, it's one I can revisit a lot. And uh, it, uh, I love the fact that it uh, that even though it did get hate back then now it's getting all this love and it's, it's even now getting like people are, are putting it on lists for like best horror films featuring a uh featuring a leading woman and everything it's getting all those lists and everything and i'm yeah. very happy to that. yeah I'm, I'm gonna go four out of five for all the reasons everybody else said so uh yeah before we uh close it out though uh as we get ready to close all this out uh, let's go ahead and uh get in some plugs uh carmen and jesse we'll start with carmen uh go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you you can find me on twitter at carmen m childers just a heads up i tweet a lot about new south wrestling where i am a commentator so uh just be prepared for that Jesse. You also will get a bicep shot because the dude's rocking the <laughs> guns. I'm like right now on my Twitter looking him up. <laughs> <laughs> Currently doing that. No, um, just, just ignore all turn, the gym pics. Would, 
I'm here hey, for nah, it. Hey, no, bullshit. You, you own that Carmen because I will always be posting my gym pics, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, is it my turn? Do I go? Yeah, okay. yeah go ahead, um, Jesse. <laughs> I'm such a mess. Oh, uh, so you, you can find me weekly with my uh, co-host, Kirby, uh, on the Silver Screen Scream Show. Um, we're mostly active um, on Facebook, and you can find us at exactly what I just said. Um, we do have a Twitter. It's the Scream Show Pod. And if you want to just talk to me, um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and everything else at I'm Jesse Austin. Yeah, you, you finally got a Twitter I know, I, because I'm it's so about damn like, Tom. I know, I'm a mess. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> and for any for anybody listening who didn't already know, uh, the Silver Scream Scream Show, who Jesse's from, are also part of the Slash Cast Podcast Network, who we're yeah. very happy to be a part of. Uh, we love everybody on that network and all the shows. And yes. if you, if you haven't uh, listened to them, uh, make sure you check out Jesse's uh, podcast, the silver screen stream show and everybody else on the podcast network, including our friends, screen Queens and dead in Santa Carla and everybody else. Uh, just, there's, there's just a, a nice big, a big variety of different things for everybody. We got, obviously we have horror and we even have true crime and we even have a wrestling show. So you beat me just to it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so I was yeah. commenting at the fact that Carmen beat me to following him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm very oh competitive. Yeah, yeah, Carmen's very competitive person. I just want to say, you know, I really appreciate uh, Carmen being on here with us. I've had a chance to talk to him, but this is the first time I got a chance to talk to him in person. I love all his, you know, he's such a great help with us because – I think I suck at doing what we're doing. I think Kyle's the the brains behind the operation, and I just have the privilege of talking to a good friend of mine about something I love horror, and he brought me back into the genre. So really appreciate it. Shout out to Carmen, and uh, I look forward to you know seeing you back again, Jesse. I've never had a chance to talk to you before. It was great, you know, having you on here. Hope to work with you again in the future. Yeah. It was a pleasure having you. I, as Kyle knows, I say every time, multiple times, I love being a part of Slash and Cast um, Network because. I got a chance to meet some really cool people. Yeah. And, you know, it's really become essentially a, a close family where we just yeah. we really do love one another and we care about um care about just each other as much as we love horror. And um, like I said, for me, I just I'm glad I'm having fun. It's a blast and I'm glad I'm along for the ride and I'll do this for as long as everybody will continue to have me. And uh, you know, I always say I was joking because everybody else sounds like a professional. I sound like a freaking single A ball ball player, so no, that's my no. running line. Everybody's a major leaguer, and I'm over here batting, you know, batting the nice spot in single A ball. So uh, <laughs> that's all I have. As we're wrapping up, you know, this is this one will drop at the end of February, and then we get into March. Uh, what's our next episode, Kyle? Uh, we will wait, and we're gonna <laughs> reveal a, a graphic, uh, for that. We won't reveal what that one is. Cause I think, cause I think the first episode of March is one that you picked out. Mm. It probably is. That's like mm. I said, Kyle's, Kyle's the brains behind the operation. I'm, I don't know why he puts up with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I've had so much fun. Thank you guys for having me on here. Yeah, this has been it's, great. It's been wonderful. My last plug I'll give before, um, before you know, Kyle uh, takes us off, is if they go to our again because he's the brains our twitter we have at trick or treat pod you would find our twitter page uh kyle created our link tree that has everywhere we're located apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify as well as our merch page as and There's some good Carmen, merch there 
There's some garbage cool there. And, uh, and our our boy um Brian from Dead Santa Carla created some amazing logos and amazing merch. I have one of everything. I got we have horror and chill. That's my hoodie. We have trick or treat podcast. The shout out to the icons. That's my coffee mug. And I'm getting the, the trick or treaters uh, face masks in the mail soon. So Not it is. Wow, I, I can't saw. wait. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I when I see that when when sent me our merch, um, I looked at it. I'm like, this is badass. I told everybody. I told my family. Y'all fucking buy a merch because this like this isn't just for me. This is just because it's badass. Yeah, that's, like, it's funny. that's how I felt too. Though when Chris sent ours, our new stuff out, and I was like, "Why? I need to buy this. Like, I don't know why, because this is so cool. I've never like, I, I don't know. It's just cool." It's Eventually, funny. Though, when I, I was in a band, I was like, "Oh, I'd never be caught dead wearing my merch." And then like, now that I'm older and I've got like all these projects, you know, <laughs> I'm doing the wrestling thing. I've got my own podcast. We got all this. Like, I've got so much merch. Like. Even for my AV business and my, you know, ring announcing and all this, it's like now that I've got all this merch, I'm like, well, now I just like want to have it for sentimental reasons. Like, yeah, like how cool is that? Like, right, you know, people like wear my face, which is strange. <laughs> I love it. I still, I still haven't bought a trick or treaters merch thing. I, I need well, to do that. At least I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, like I, I'm glad. Uh, uh, JR uh, hit all of our plugs. Uh, I was going to say the same ones, but uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I do want to say uh, here recently on the last episode, we did hit over a thousand uh, listens, and I'm very, very happy about that. And we just want to thank everybody for listening uh-huh. to us, for uh, for helping us achieve that goal. And we hope you continue to listen to us and just thank you all for your support. And once yeah, again, absolutely. shout out to Carmen and Jesse for joining us today. We've had a great time, and uh, everybody listening, uh, we'll, we'll be check us out uh, next. Uh, next episode will be next Friday, and we'll we'll talk about. We won't really what it is yet, but it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Jr. picked it out. It, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll put out a, a graphic on our our Twitter and our, our socials here soon, so you'll know what that is. But uh, yeah. Uh, as always, uh, we hope everybody stays safe. Uh, continue to wear your mask during the, these trying times so we can get out of this pandemic and all have a fun time with the movies. Or the, I can't wait to go to concerts personally and everything else. But, uh, yeah, just uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we'll uh, see you next week. Uh, with this, we must uh, bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good night. Stay creepy. Bang. Bang. <laughs> I love it.